Hey guys, Pastor Jurgen here. I'm so glad you're tuning into one of our powerful messages that is guaranteed to absolutely elevate your life to another level. At Awaken, we only want to preach fresh, real, powerful to help you grow stronger in your walk with God, develop your faith so you can take more territory. I'm praying that God blesses you and enriches your soul as you listen to this amazing word from God. God bless you. Happy Connect Wednesday, guys. Um, so Andy and myself, obviously we lead the Imperial Beach Connect group, and it has been so incredible to meet um, these different people and getting to laugh with them, cry with them, pray with them, and it has been so rewarding. Um, but guys, let me tell you, it did not start from there. We had a long journey getting there. And um, when we first got here to Awaken, um, Andy was always gone on these work trips. He was gone for like a week and came back for a couple days. Um, and, you know, I was, didn't know too many people in San Diego. So we had a hard time getting connected for whatever reason. Obviously, we miss Connect Week because if we would have had Connect Week, we would have known how to get connected. Um, but uh, anyway, we really felt like we needed friendships. We needed that community. And we didn't really understand, we're like, we had each other, right? We can, we can do life with each other and that'd be perfectly fine. But there was always that wanting more. We want it to be discipled. And meditating on that, I was like, okay, why was that? Um, and I just realized that um, this common theme kept popping up in the New Testament. This common theme kept popping up. And I was like, okay, let's, let's dig further into that. So it was, um, it's, you know how the Bible compares Jesus to the bridegroom and the church to its bride, right? Um, so stay with me here, because it might not connect, but it does, I promise. Um, in John 3, let's see, 28, it's uh, John the Baptist speaking, and he's saying, I'm not the Christ, but I have been sent before him. The one who has the bride is the bridegroom. And he was saying he's just a friend of the bridegroom. And again, guys, this is how significant it is. Um, in Revelation, the very last chapter of the entire Bible, Revelation 21, verse 2, it says, And I saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. So let's break that down a little bit. If Jesus is the groom and the bride is the church, what makes up the church? It's us, right? But how do we prepare the church, prepare the bride? It's through connections, it's through relationships, it's through discipleship. If we don't have that, how can we prepare the bride for Jesus, right? So I was like, that makes so much sense. Like this is why we need those relationships. And um, just going through that, and I was still having trouble, you know, finding our footing. It was just, you know, it's just a new place. We have to find our footing. But I was like, why is this being so difficult? It's because the enemy does not want us to prepare the bride. Why would he want us to do life together? Why would he want us to have these relationships? And I was like, oh, my gosh, that made so much sense. So I remember on a Wednesday night, I was sitting somewhere, like, in the back, and guys, this was so significant. I was even telling my mom. I was like, Mom, I can't um, make friends. I don't know. And she's here today, by the way. She's visiting. So, yes. So, anyway, 
I was here on a Wednesday sitting like in the back middle somewhere and like church ended and I was like, you know, I want to get connected. I don't know how because I miss connect week. Um, so I wiggled, my, <laughs> I wiggled my way to the front and I had met one girl, one lady at, at prayer and I was like, hey, how do I get connected? Like what's, what's this connect group? What do I do? And that happened to be Pastor Natalie. I didn't know that. And she was like, let me introduce you to the Blinskys. Like they have an amazing connect group. So we went and we are literally friends with those people at the connect group that we met then like now. We are such good friends. We do life together. It was so good. And it just made so much sense. Like this is how we're preparing ourselves. And like how many of us need to prepare our hearts first for these new relationships, for these new friendships? Are we open to them? Because sometimes we're like, well, you know what? I have my husband or I have my friends. Um, but how do we prepare the bride? How do, we, how do we expand his kingdom? How do we expand the church? Um, but anyway. I'm gonna share another story with you guys. I think you might enjoy this. Um, we found ourselves that we needed to prepare something else too. So um, my husband and I have been praying for our God house, our, our big house. We always have people coming in and out of our house. We always have family staying with us. My mom's staying with us. Um, we always have friends staying like, oh, can I stay a couple weeks? I'm new to the city, you know, a couple months later, you know how that goes. And um, so we're like, we need our big house. We want our, our big God story house. So we've been believing um, you know, for our house, but we kept saying, like, God, this is for your kingdom. This is not for us. We're just going to live in it. It's for your kingdom, God. But what I realized is I never said that for our house that we have now. And I was like, oh my gosh, how can God give me, give us a bigger house if we can't even utilize what he has already given us? So I was like, oh my gosh, like, forgive me, God. Um, I'm so sorry. Like, God, this is ultimately your house first before we can move forward. Guys, I kid you not, within two weeks of that, we got a phone call from the Browns, Chris and Thelma Brown, saying, hey, guys, do you guys want to host and lead a connect group in your house? And I was like, yeah, I guess so. I guess we'll do that. Um, and it's just so incredible, that whole um, evolution of how that took place. And... Um, it was just a really cool journey that we went through, and we've been able to just meet the most incredible people, learn their stories, um, and have people just come alongside us and disciple us also through it as well. Um, and I just want to encourage you guys, do you have something you can prepare to um, for those connections? Are you closed off to wanting to make those connections, relationships, friendships, be discipled? Um, so I want to encourage you to do that. But as I was just up here, I really felt the Holy Spirit um, just say that there are people here praying for friendships, just the way I was. I'm praying for these friendships. I'm praying to be discipled. And do you have to be the one that has to wiggle the, your way to the front too, or wiggle your way over to the connect booths to find that too? So I'm just going to close in prayer. Um, and if that's if you find yourself praying that, um, you know, God, give me these friendships, give me these connections. Um, just posture your palms to heaven as I pray over you and close out um, because God hears you and he sees you and he says, I've heard your prayers and I have those friendships and I have those relationships for you, okay? So thank you, Father God, for your revelation. Thank you for being such a good father to us and wanting us to have those relationships and wanting us to live a full life for you so we can ultimately expand your kingdom here on earth, Father God. And I just want to come against any lie of the enemy right now in the name of Jesus, any lie that has said you're not meant to make friends here, you're not good enough, you, they don't like you, or your personality is not up to par. I cancel those off right now in the name of Jesus because we know there are relationships here meant to flourish. And we declare this year to be a year 
year of flourishment in friendships, a year of flourishment in discipleship. So ultimately, we give you the glory, Father God, and your kingdom, your church, your bride is being prepared now in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father God. Come on, how good was that? Give it up for Crystal. Wow. What a powerhouse. Coronado and Imperial Beach are in trouble with Andy and Crystal coming at them. Next, we have somebody who is very special to Katie and I. We have trusted her with our most precious thing in the world, which is our children. This young lady, um, we, we've yet to find a good term. Um, it's not like nanny certainly isn't it. Um, she teaches our kids. She basically keeps the Jaeger house going. So you're amazing. And you, have, you put up with us, and I don't know how you do it, but anyway. She also oversees, among a million other things, a, um, a high school connect group. And, um, and really, I think it's, it's because she comes from a really good gene pool. I mean, when you have Adrian and Lorena Gonzalez as your mom and dad, you're, you're bound to be pretty awesome. But can we welcome the beautiful, the amazing Karen Gonzalez? Hey guys! Oh my gosh! Hey, can we um, can we honor the Lord? Yeah, He deserves all the honor and all the praise. He's the reason we came. He's the reason we keep coming. So come on, let's honor the Lord. Let's honor the Lord. Seriously. And um, I want to honor. Mike and Katie, pastors Mike and Katie here at the front. Seriously, I love you guys. Like, you're talking about how much you guys love me. I love you guys. You guys will never know how much I love you guys. And um, I have become better just by being around you guys and your family. So I really do honor you guys. I want to honor pastors Adrian and Lorena. <laughs> that's funny. That's, I don't call them that, obviously. They're, yeah, that's my mom. If you guys didn't just see her cartwheel that she just did. Yeah. Um, hey, I've talked about this before, but um, I really have grown up seeing my parents loving and serving the real Jesus, and it's made it easy for me to do the same. And the way they've loved God's people, like, it makes it really easy when you're given, like, a prime example to do the exact same thing. Hey, you guys can take your seats. Thank you. Um, I'm really excited. It's, it's Connect Wednesday. Connect groups mean gathering I am super passionate about gathering, if you know me literally in the slightest. So much so that I have a tattoo, actually, inspired by gathering. Sorry, Mom. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Some of you may have seen it. If you haven't seen it, I'll show you. It's, it's pretty sick, okay? Um, hey, I'm going to jump right into it. That's cool. I'm going to be reading out of Acts 2.42 to start. I'm going to be summarizing it a little bit for the sake of time, but... You'll get the gist at the end. Acts 2.42, all the believers devoted themselves to the apostles' teachings and to fellowship and to sharing and meals and to prayer. So there's a Greek translation of this that says all the believers devoted themselves to Queen Noah, which is kind of a funny word. It's a Greek word that means to commune, to participate, or to share in time with both God and people. Both God and people, Okay. Both are vital. So today I want to touch on communing with both God and people. To commune means to share one's intimate thoughts or feelings with someone, especially on a spiritual level. It's a cool thing. 
We should be communing first with God and then with people. But why both? Why, why can't we do one without the other? When you're trying to grow your faith or grow closer to God or really if you're just trying to figure out this whole Jesus thing, it is imperative that you do it not only with God by reading his word, communing with God, having intimacy with the Lord, but also doing it with his people. To, to have people to talk about his word with and to walk it out. So to make it practical, not to just make it this big holy thing that you're like, what the heck do I do with all these scriptures? Like you can actually apply it to your life and your life can actually manifest the word of God and make it like super legit in the way that we want it to be, right? But, but it matters who we commune with. It matters who we sit with. That's what I want to touch on right now. Um, so... A few years ago, I was in a little bit of a rebellious phase, I guess you could say. I know, I know. Uh, my parents are laughing in the front, but I did. And I was, my rebellious phase uh, insisted of, I mean, consisted of kind of thinking, well, I don't really need to go to church. I don't really need to do that. I know, a lot of oohs. I don't really need to go to church. It, it doesn't matter that I'm not in church every week. It doesn't matter that... Everyone I'm surrounding myself with doesn't walk with the Lord. I have not even a touch of Jesus in my life. But it's cool, though, because, like, I know God's real and stuff. So that was my little rebellious phase, right? That's not to say that the people I was hanging out with were, like, necessarily, like, bad, vile, evil people because they weren't. They're, they were beautiful people. My, my excuse was, well, they're so nice. I mean, yeah, they are, they're still so nice and they're still beautiful people that I still talk to because... I mean, you don't just, like, cut people out just because they, they're not walking with the Lord. That's just being weird, okay? Like, don't do that. Yeah, please don't do that. Um, but I did this on purpose. I did this on purpose because I knew that I wasn't living the way I was supposed to be living. And I knew that if I sat with these people, I would be affirmed. I knew that if I sat with these people and I opened up my life to them, I would be affirmed and they would be like, and I did. I got a lot of affirmations. I got a lot of dude, it's okay, like, you're super young, like, it's fine, these are the years to do it, and I was like, you know what, you're right, these are the years to do it, you know what, I'm, I'm totally good, so it, it felt good to be affirmed for the way I was living, but you know what didn't feel good? Feeling more lost and confused every single time, and ending back at point A every single time, that didn't feel good at all, Mark 2, 3 through 4, again, I'm summarizing for the sake of time, but it reads, four men arrived carrying a paralyzed man on a mat. They couldn't bring him to Jesus because of the crowd, so they dug a hole through the roof above his head. Then they lowered the man on his mat right down in front of Jesus. It goes on to say that the paralyzed man was no longer paralyzed because he was in the presence of Jesus, and when you're in the presence of Jesus, things like that happen. But can you imagine these four men seeing the paralyzed man? And they're seeing him, you know, he's obviously paralyzed. And they're like, dude, I'm so sorry you're paralyzed. Like, that really blows. Sending you my thoughts and prayers. Sending you good vibes. Like, can you imagine? Because that, that was my life for a long time. Like, I wasn't living accordingly. I wasn't living free. But I, I got a lot of good vibes and thoughts and prayers and a lot of affirmations. You know what would have happened? He would have stayed paralyzed. 
he, how many of us maybe aren't physically paralyzed, but we're spiritually paralyzed. Our lives are paralyzed. We're emotionally paralyzed. But that's why we, it matters who we sit with. So we have people like those four men who bring us back to the feet of Jesus so we can live freely, so we don't stay paralyzed. I don't want to stay paralyzed ever. Are you kidding? That does blow. I'm, I'm telling you this not because it makes for a good message, but I have lived these things. Like it's tried and true. Like I know that it matters who you sit with. My life looked completely different when I sat with the wrong people. My life looks completely different now and way better, by the way, because I choose to sit with the right people. Hey, but we're talking, we're talking about who we sit with and who we surround ourselves with and who we're communing with. But what about the other opposite of it where you think, well, I actually don't need anyone at all. I just need God. What about that side? I've also been on that side, okay? I've been on both sides. Where I've been burned in the past by people, maybe in honor of Connect Wednesday, maybe you were burned in a Connect group. Maybe you were hurt in a Connect group, okay? I've been there too. But you've come to the conclusion, I actually don't need anyone. I just need God. That's also bad, okay? Yes, Jesus is enough and he will always be more than enough. But not even Jesus wants us to live that way. Not even Jesus calls us to live that way. He never said, don't have anyone around you. Isolate yourself. Let it just be you and I. Like, he never said that, okay? Being this, this like Lone Ranger Christian doesn't make you holier. It just limits how free you actually live, okay? When I, when I was going through my Lone Ranger Christian time, I thought, you know what? All I need is God. It's cool. Like, I had some deep pain and some deep hurts, and I thought, you know what? It's cool. Luckily, all I need is God. And, you know, it's a little bit, it kind of affirms your, your not wanting to be around people, but then... There was no one there to bring me back to the feet of Jesus, like those four men did to the paralyzed man. So I continued living not free because I took on that mentality. And I know hearing this message, hearing me talk about this, can, can be a little bit triggering sometimes if you've experienced that kind of hurt, that, that kind of pain. Um, I know it was for me at one point. I was sitting just like you guys one time hearing one of these messages and I was like sitting in my chair kind of convulsing a little bit because I'm like, that's like so not me. But like it was totally me. <laughs> it was totally me. But the good news is I am living proof that you can forgive and release it to the Lord and continue to live freely. And you can still commune with godly people, commune with God and people and experience a full life full of joy, a rich life, okay? You can experience this too. I thought that that unforgiveness I was kind of harboring in my heart because of past hurts from church people, from connect groups, from whatever it may be. I thought it was protecting me, but really it was just hindering me. And I know, I know that's the case for a lot of people here because that's a real thing, Okay. But I want to give us an opportunity today to let the Holy Spirit minister to our hearts and to really give him space to heal that, those areas of our hearts. So let's bow our heads and close our, close our eyes.
if if that's you here today, I'm not doing anything crazy. It's literally just going to be you and the Holy Spirit. If you've experienced hurt, if you've experienced pain, if you've been burned in the past, if you aren't experiencing the type of communing with God and people that I'm talking about, I think it's time to forgive and release it to the Lord, but only if you choose to. God can't take what we don't give to him. So if we can make a decision today to give it to him, we can walk out of here different and we could start to live a different life. So I'm just going to pray for those people, whoever you are, you know who you are, bring it to the Lord. Lord, I thank you for tonight. I thank you that you see every heart here. Lord, you see the pain, you see past hurts, things that have been said and done. I thank you that you don't dismiss any of it, but instead you use it for your good every time. God, we choose to forgive today. We choose to release it. We, use, we choose to release situations and people into the freedom of our forgiveness. And we give you permission to heal our hearts. We bring it all to you tonight, Lord. Restore our hearts. And I praise you in advance for the things you're going to do in our hearts and in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. Come on, how good was that? Ah, go get her, Mama Lore. Go get her. I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you a hug like that after you go. Well, hey, uh, rounding, um, rounding third. I was gonna say rounding home. That's not right. Obviously, I love sports. Anyways, um, we're gonna hear from um, a, a very dear friend of mine, and want to honor this man for. Um, really being on um, the front lines um, in Coronado. So Tyler and Ashley Matthews have lived in Coronado for many, many, many years um, and have been commuting to East Lake and back. And, you know, I know when Katie and I were like, hey, we're thinking about starting a campus on Coronado, they were like, yay, that sounds great. And then they probably, along with Jim and Kelly, um, you know, kind of bore the initial brunt of a lot of the the backlash and, and just kind of some things because they've lived in the community for so long, know so many people in the community, and just watching the way you guys have handled yourselves and been steadfast and been um, been um, just, you know, the, the tip of the spear of what God's doing um, in this region. Uh, it's amazing. You're also one of the best connectors I know. About to be a daddy to a little baby girl here pretty soon. Beautiful, Ashley, we love you guys. Anyway, so can you please help me welcome the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Tyler Matthews. Let's go. Wow, can we give it up for Crystal and Karen? Oh my gosh. That was unbelievable and uh, did not blow. That was dope. Man, I wish I was young again. You guys can take a seat. Oh, I'll try not to be cool, embarrass my son if he was in here. He would just be so red right now. Like, Dad, don't say the things, you know? I try, I try. Just came from his birthday party. My son's 11 today. And we have a little baby girl due in one month from today. Yeah, that's a big gap right there. 11 years, 11-year gap. We're excited for it. Um, well, I want to go backwards a little bit and just tell a little bit of my testimony and my wife and I of where we came from, kind of how did we end up here, uh, how are we so connected into this church, and how do we have such great friends and do all this fun stuff with people 
that I see everywhere right now, some of my best friends out here. Um, it started back in 2014. We had a 14-month-old little baby boy. We were living in Phoenix, Arizona, launched new career. We're so excited. Life is good. And our little boy started to get a little sick, didn't get better, got a little worse, and my wife just did not feel good about it. So try to tell this story fast, and we're going to do our best to not cry. That's my goal here. And, uh, and we, we, she took him to the doctor, and uh, I wasn't going to go. It just kind of seemed like routine flu or something like that. And um, I was at work and just had this weird pit stomach feeling like sick. You know, I'm just like, I've got to be there. I don't know what's going on. So I called her. I'm like, hey, can you push it back two hours? I'm on my way home. So we went to the doctor. Long story short, we found ourselves at Phoenix Children's Hospital with type 1 diabetes diagnosis on a 14-month-old little baby. And uh, very, very, very early. Type 1 is very, very hard. It's very rough. Type 2 is also, but type 1 is very different. And um, we found ourselves at Phoenix Children's Hospital. And we're in this room, and there's a good six doctors, nurses, techs, um, all literally holding my baby boy down on this cold table. And he is screaming. They're rushing around. We have no idea what's going on. Like, we don't know the first part about what they're trying to do, what type one is. Like, is this touch and go? Is this life and death? Like, what are we dealing with here? And I remember just being so overwhelmed with um, frustration and helplessness that I, I, like, stepped out of the room and went into a bathroom, and I just started, like, sinking my fist into the mirror. And I was just screaming, like, wake up, wake up. And I'm water. I got water going everywhere, and I'm screaming my fist, and I'm just... I'm not waking up, like this was our reality. And at that point in time, uh, we were alone in Arizona. We had friendships, if you will. We had been there for a long time, but um, didn't have a real big church community. My parents were in Montana, the O'Connors, my in-laws were in Coronado, and we were just really alone and really scared. And uh, that kind of prompted us to start looking at moving. And thank God it did, because now we're here and we love it here. Um, but it was a very, very tumultuous few months of trying to decide where we're gonna live in San Diego, how are we gonna afford it, what does type one even do, oh my gosh, blood sugar, up all night, like now we gotta move, U-Haul, it was, it was absolute chaos. And uh, we came over to Coronado, um, we actually got a little condo down in Imperial Beach, another wild story. And I remember this one day we were down at Jim and Kelly's condo in Coronado at the time by the ferry landing and um, it was just really, really rough, it was like, a really bad day with type one and Caleb was really sick. And um, I remember just like stepping out again and going on this little walk. And I'm just like, I'm just talking to God. Like you guys ever just like talk to God, like get real with God. And I was so mad. Like I was so mad. I was so frustrated. I was so helpless. And, uh, and I wasn't suicidal, but I was like, I just knew Caleb and Ashley needed me. So it wasn't an option, but I tried to plead with God. I was like, God, like, you heal Caleb right now. You take that away from him and you can stop my heart. Like, I'm walking by the ferry landing, tears, I'm screaming. People probably think I'm crazy, like, on some hallucinogenics or something weird. I'm just, like, pacing back and forth and I'm screaming and, and, and nothing, you know, nothing still. And um, we, we finally get a little bit, our foot, a little bit in the door of Awaken, back then C3, and we had only gone a couple weeks, and now we're back in the hospital again. We're at, at, now we're at Rady Children's Hospital, um, which became like a second home for a bit. And uh, our insurance was all screwed up. It was still in Arizona, so like I'm being notified every day, like, you know, your balance is now 35000 Your balance is now 38000 Your balance is now 40000 I'm like, this is freaking stupid. 
get another phone call. I see a number. I'm like, whatever. It's probably going to be insurance again. We're at Rady Children's Hospital. Caleb's hooked up to all these machines. He's blood sugars all over the place. And I was like, hello. And I just hear like, hey, um, I don't really know you, but I got your phone number. My name's Matt Lee. And, uh, <laughs> and a bunch of us are praying for you guys. Do you need anything? Can I bring you to Starbucks? And I was just like, so glad it wasn't insurance, you know? <laughs> but I was like, what'd you say your name was? And he's like, yeah, I'm Matt Lee. There's a ton of us praying for you guys. You guys need anything, reach out to us. And that was like, I was talking to my wife about it today. And that was like the first day of what I would call like our revival. Um, from that moment on, like we went all in with this church and we went all in with connection and relationships. Um, we, we got plugged into a connect group. Uh, I joined Pathfinder's apprenticeship with some, some friends. Uh, we started taking trips with people. Um, I started getting real and raw and letting my guard down with guys around me about marriage and what, what it's like to be a good husband and how do I be a good father and how do I continue to, to pray for, lay hands on this guy for his miracles when I can't even figure out my own son's miracle and like, how do I keep going? And, and I just started to open myself up and it was truly the beginning of our revival. And now to think that we are, and thank you for that, that honor with Coronado, um, we could not be more excited to hitch like our vision along to this church's vision to have campuses everywhere because we have seen what it does. We've totally seen what it does. And it's just, it's just a bunch of awesome, cool people that, that fill these churches every single Sunday and are so willing to open up and coach and be there for each other. Um, so talking a little bit about connect groups specifically and really connecting with a church family, it's cool. And, and Karen tapped in, into Acts 2.42 a little bit, but this is biblical. We are like living out. And I love how you said it, Karen. Like, and I just, as you said, it, it's like, God is not a selfish God. Like he doesn't just want you. Like he wants us to do this all together. He wants to share his creation with his creation. He wants us to help each other and support each other and build fellowship. Acts 2.42 says, they devoted themselves to the apostles, teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. Hang out with people that do the things that you like to do. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes. They ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. What we have discovered is not only are we living a biblical life by being connected to, to you guys and to being in connect groups and being connect leaders. Um, but I, I kind of talking to my wife again, summarized it with four things. The first thing that we all need connect for is crisis. It's that we are here for you moment. What do you need? It was the Matt Lee in my life, that, that bad day where we were struggling in a hospital. The next thing, another C is cheering. This is the, you can do this moment. This is where people say, keep going. You got this. That could be starting a new career. It could be a new life in California for us. It could be challenges and hiccups and, and you know, rough speed bumps along the way. 
The third thing that we need connect for is coaching. It's the here's how. It's the how to battle. It's the how to stay above. It's the how to carry the weight. It's how to build a business. It's how to get into PFA or raise a child to overcome the world, to have a healthy marriage. That's the coaching aspect of why we are connected. And the fourth and the most fun is camaraderie. You guys do that really well down here at Eastlake. This is the God is good, look at all he's done. This is the celebration, this is the trips. This is the breaking of the bread. This is the best bottle of wine. This is hanging out late at night around a fire. This is the camaraderie. You know, our, our aha moment in all this really kind of came with a phone call. It, it was an invite. It wasn't some big Sunday or Wednesday like this. Um, it wasn't, you know, this one song that spoke to us. I didn't wake up at 2 a.m. I, I did probably for some blood sugar alarms blowing up, but it wasn't God shaking me saying, get connected. It was, it was just one of you guys. It was, it was Matt Lee in my life, just reaching out. Um, it was also just the ability to open up and be vulnerable. And again, it was touched on tonight, but you know, you have an incredible opportunity tonight to raise your hand and just say, I need to be connected. There's also the other side of it that, that you may be the most connected person in here and you're just crushing it. But maybe you kind of need that refresher, the, the eyes to see, um, you know, the, the hands, God's hands in your connect group to really start working on some of the people in your group and raise up some new leaders. Um, if everyone could stand with me, we're gonna close in prayer. And I really wanna pray over those two groups of people. We have a lot of connect group leaders in here. We have co-leaders in here. Uh, we have people that for the first time have said, just like Crystal, like, sure, yeah, we'll host a connect group. And there's a lot of weight in that. And I wanna pray for you first. Um, so God, Lord, I thank you for every connect coach in here, God. Lord, I thank you for every uh, co-leader in this in this space too, Lord, for the coaches, for the leaders, for the hosts, God. Lord, I pray that you would just uh, have a tidal wave, a flood, Lord, of your wisdom and your knowledge, God, for those leaders to see people in this church, Lord, to see people in their in their families' homes, in their connect groups, God, Lord, and that, that you would speak through them, God, that you were, would empower them with your word, God, that, that when they speak, God, it is you speaking through them, Lord. And Lord, I pray for the next group of people, Lord, that, that need that connection, God. Lord, it could, be, it could be 5%. They just need 5% more. It could be 100%, God. They could be in the back of this auditorium. They don't know one name in this room. Lord, I pray for those people that need connection, God. I pray that you would give them the courage, God, to raise their hand, to, to make their way to the front, just like Crystal did, to meet a couple people, to shake a couple hands, to go to the connect booth and just say, yeah, I need to be connected. Maybe they've been in a connect group and they really just wanna start fresh. God, I pray that you would just arise in them, God, just a newfound courage, Lord, just to, to say, I wanna do life the way God intended, the way that Acts describes the church. I wanna do life together. So God, I thank you for every single person here, Lord. God, we thank you for just a revival of connection in your city in Eastlake Church, Lord, spreading all the way to the coast in Coronado with what's to come, God. Lord, we thank you, God. We give you all the glory and all the praise. It's in your name, amen. Wow, what an amazing word. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Hey, listen, for more information about our church, go to www.awakenchurch.com. 
or subscribe to our YouTube channel if you haven't already and download our app. It is amazing. It is chock full of incredible messages, information about upcoming events, and you can even support our ministry if you feel so inclined. We loved having you with us today. We look forward to seeing you again. God bless you. Live a life that is transformative. Bye for now.